welcome to the spoiler log and a link to the past a randomizer podcast i'm dante this is episode eight today's guest on the spoiler log is going to be specky specs the one who's responsible for finding the specky clip and also a very up and coming racer in the community i had a blast talking to specs the enthusiasm that he has when it comes to randomizer right now is something that I really remember fondly for me back in 2018. Uh, we referenced this a little bit in our conversation and it was an absolute joy to get to talk to him and hear like how eager he is to play, to improve. And I think it's great. I know there's a lot of people like him out there in the community and I want to find those people. I want to hear from those people, too. I want to hear what makes them tick, what makes them drive and aspire to improve in this game. For me, it's been five years of playing, and I don't have the fire that I used to have. But I have to say, when I talk to someone like Specs, it fans those flames and makes me very eager to play again. So without further ado, let's jump right on into the interview. On today's episode of the Spoiler Log, we have Specky Specs. How are you doing today, Specs? I'm doing great, Dante. Really looking forward to this. Uh, should be fun. Something I've never done before, getting interviewed about well, playing anything, so it's cool. Awesome. I'm glad, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're excited. Uh, so you're a relatively newer player and, uh, very new, very new. Okay. Uh, I, I was gonna, I was, I wasn't going to say very, but I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. I'm um, definitely the, the newest player to ever be, I'll, I'll say interviewed on one of these interview podcasts for rando. Well, maybe we can get your story now. And then later on when you, uh, aspire to greatness, uh, we can get your <laughs> yeah. story again. Uh, bring you back for another one. But for now, I guess, tell me, tell me a little bit about, uh, let's start with your gaming history. So like, okay. what was gaming like growing up for you? Gaming like growing up for me. So I was born in 93. So uh, you would think it'd probably be like 64 GameCube era or PlayStation. But uh, uh, for me, my family didn't have as much money when I was really young. Sure. Later on that changed when I was about nine or 10. So when I was growing up, my parents had a NES and Sega Genesis already. So for the first 10 years up to the early 2000s, I played NES games and mostly Sega Genesis. Like for my birthday or Christmas, for my older brothers, we'd always just get new Sega Genesis games from like the used game store. That's what we did. So my favorite games were mostly the Sonic games. I loved Contra on Genesis and some other Sega games. And then I had like the classic Mario games on the NES, which I also enjoyed a lot. Uh, So no SNES for me growing up. Didn't have that one. And then when I was about 10, we did get a GameCube. And then after that, I've had every Nintendo console since then. I've had handhelds. Um, so my background's like strictly all Nintendo plus Sega Genesis. Um, but that's 10 years of Sega Genesis and NES, even though I was, it was a little bit before my time, technically. Right. I tend to prefer retro games overall than newer games. I got you. So you mentioned Contra and Mario. Um, were those, were the, I guess those two particular franchises were they ones that kind of stuck out for you as far as like games you kind of latched onto? Yeah. I, Mario's my favorite game game series in general. Like I pretty much only buy a Nintendo console just to play the one Mario game. 
And then I'm I'm done with the Nintendo console at this point. <laughs> That's how it is for me at this point. Uh, I got gotcha. you. Contra, I just liked specifically the Sega one. Uh, that, that one's really good. It's one of my all-time favorites. Mm-hmm. I need to make an MSU pack for that game at some point. But uh, um, those would be the big ones. And then, you know, I did get, I got into Zelda during the GameCube era because my brother got, my older brother, a friend gave him a copy of the collector's edition that had the two NES games and the two 64 games. Right. And I mostly just watched him play them. But later on, I played them myself. That's how I, I learned about Ocarina of Time, but Jura's Mask and even the two NES games because I didn't have, we didn't have those. Um, so sure. then I eventually played those. Loved them, and then that got me into other Zelda games. Uh, I didn't play Link to the Past until it came out on Wii Virtual Console. And okay, so like early 2000s, like mid-2000s, I guess. It'd be like late 2000s, like probably 2009, 2010, okay. around that time, it was that, which was like middle of high school for me. So what do you remember, uh, since, since we talk mostly about A Link to the Past here, I, I have to latch to it myself. Uh, I, I'm partial because it's my favorite game. Uh, so what was, what, do you remember any of those first experiences with a link to the past? Like, did it leave any form of impression on you, you know, considering you found it later in, you know, in like, I guess yeah. gaming's history. Yeah. I knew about it beforehand. I just never had a way to play it and I usually didn't emulate stuff. So it was like my first chance to finally play that game. And I, as I said, I tend to prefer retro games. I like, I usually like going back and playing game of like games with like history to them. It's just mm-hmm. more fun to me than I like having history to the game already. It's more fun for me to play older games because of that. So I wanted to play that game, and it was immediately my favorite Zelda game. Like I immediately liked it more, which I think is because I like older retro games. I hate cutscenes. I hate wait time in video games. <laughs> to the point I really can't play any modern games because I'm just like any second I'm not in control of what I'm doing. Like I'm menuing, or I have cutscenes, right. text. I dislike it. To me, gameplay should be constant button pressing, no exceptions. So that's okay. I, I love the past. I just loved. I loved the graphics. I loved. The music, I, I love everything about the game. It quickly became my favorite Zelda, even though I'd already played like, you know, the three, all, right. a bunch of the 3D ones. So I would say you really love Rando in the sense that there's no text boxes and the cutscenes are really short and it's just a matter of all play and all thinking, right? Exactly. Yeah. That's okay. Why it's my kind of game that I can get into. Awesome. Uh, so you mentioned you found Zelda the series on GameCube. So Twilight Princess, I'm assuming, was that first one for you. Is that is that correct? I played the Ocarina in Majora's Mask. Oh, yeah, you didn't mention that. I'm sorry. But then after, you, you're good. And then after that, yeah, I did play Twilight Princess. Later on, I played Skyward Sword. Um, some of the handheld ones. My brother and I right. played a lot of Four Swords on GameCube. I loved that game, too. I played that before Link to the Past. So that's maybe part of why I love Link to the Past, because I got to play a single-player version of I got you. Four Swords. Oh, yeah. Um, dude, Four Swords, really good game. I just, I, I've said before, I wish I could play it on the Game Boy Advance. You know, the one where it locks you out of the hidden dungeons at the end of the Game Boy Advance Link to the Past. I, I still have to find a way to do never that. never played that one. I've only played the GameCube one. Gotcha. That one's great, too. Uh, I, I did get that one. I thought maybe that would get me a save file that would, like, somehow transfer, and I could, mm. wasn't the case. Uh Another story for another complaining time when, when I <laughs> complain. Um, so, so you played all that stuff. Tell me a little bit as, as a brand new player, how did you come across a link to the past randomizer? Because a lot of times in the competitive scene, uh, of course I'm partial with, you know, being on, you know, part of go mode is that we see a lot of players come into the go mode, go mode podcast mentor tournament. But yeah, I don't think that was the case for you, right? No, 
Not at all. So I'll go back a bit to kind of explain my history with Rando. So, okay. In general, I've, I've, I've been on Twitch since, I don't know, 2010, 2011. I, not as someone who created content or anything, but just watching it. Because I, uh, I originally got into like Twitch and video game stuff through Smash Brothers. Because my brother went right. to college in like 09. And he came back and told me like, oh, we've been playing Smash Brothers Brawl. And apparently there's a tier list. And I'm like, wait, some characters are better than other ones? And that was crazy to me to find out. So I started reading online about tier lists. And then I found out about the competitive scene. And this was Smash Bros. Brawl. Uh, and okay. like I made a uh, about Smash Bros. Melee. And then I had already known about speedrunning from YouTube videos in the past. So I, I, watched, I got into Twitch like 2010, 2011 because of Smash Bros. I watched tournaments all the time. And then I also got into enjoying in, lots of speedrunning, even more like in the years after that. So I've been doing speedrunning and Smash Bros for, you know, almost a decade and a half at this point. But I never myself, okay. like, I'm someone who, like, doesn't, t- I never talked in chat. I never interacted. Like, I just very much a looker, viewer all that time. But I right. watch stuff all the time. So, like, I definitely, I'm pretty sure I knew who Andy was. I probably saw him, like, I think race something with Zelda. Was it, Z- it Zelda? Zelda, I think. Uh, Probably Zelna, player. as far as the speed running goes. I definitely knew who Zelna was, but, but right, right before Rando ever came out. And I'm pretty sure I saw Andy at some, like one of the SGDQs, AGDQs. I feel like I saw him in one of those races for the you know non-Rando version of the game, the regular version. Right. So I knew right. who he was, and I knew him. And then I heard of him more later on when Rando became a thing, because um, I would watch like other speedrunners and then or big community people on Twitch. We were tangentially related to Andy, so I knew sure. of it. I never watched that one run that people talk about, the Chris Owens, Andy run. I never watched that one. At least I don't think I did. I might have and just forgot about it. But I knew who Andrew was basically when it came out. I just didn't think that was something I would do. As I said, I've always been a viewer, a looker, not someone who does the speed running, not someone who plays the game myself. Just like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, just, I just watch from the sidelines. Sure. Um, I mean, most people say that Twitch lurking, like the Twitch lurkers in a channel are kind of the foundation, right? Because like mm-hmm. some some of them do and some don't subscribe, but they, they're there. They're watching. It's kind of like it's it helps. You know, obviously chat helps people as far as like if they want to interact with people. But yeah. at the same time, like having someone there and you kind of know if you look at your viewer count, you know, someone's there. Lurkers are kind of the yes. foundation that that holds you together. Oh, yeah. They're great to have. It just that, um, you know, uh. But so, so I've known I've known what Rando was since I feel like ever since it came out, there was never a moment mm. where I was just like, oh, Rando exists and linked to the past and other games. I just knew it existed. And you know, I watched Andy play it some over the years. I was never like that into it. I thought it was interesting to a little bit, but I wasn't like that mm-hmm. crazy into it. I again it was like that's something I think is cool. I'm not even gonna play it. I'm not someone right. who like plays these games or speed runs or does things competitively. Uh and then um, over the past, a little over a year ago, uh, pretty much why I got into this is by a little over a year ago, I, I, quit, I quit my job. My mental health, honestly, was pretty bad. Um, mm-hmm. It became too much of a problem. And I had to just take time off to focus on that. I still haven't gotten a job again. I'm working on that. Hopefully, very soon, I'll be back to that. Uh, but Hopefully so for you. Yeah, thank you. Part of it, you know, I was seeing my therapist and trying to work on like personal stuff, figuring out what to do with my life that type of thing. Right. And part of that is like, you know, actually get like more hobbies, get out there. Like don't just be someone who watches 
life pass you by like I've been sure. doing. Um, and eventually I was watching, so I watched, uh, not as much now cause I'm so into rando, but I tend to, in the past I've watched Barbara's keen a lot. And, uh, okay. I saw him do a link to the past randomizer like only last year. Didn't get me to think about playing the game, but then I saw him play SMZ three this last summer, like in July or August. And I was just like, you know, I'm trying to get to new hobbies. Like, and I've known about Rando for years. I love Link to the Past. Why don't I just, why don't I like try to do something different I would never do and just download. Sure. Go, just go, go, go download a seed. It's not that hard. I, I can do that. So I, I did. Uh, again, I knew about, knew about it for years, but I finally decided to download one. And it took me a long time, but I went through all the resources on the website, which were very helpful. I went through all of that. Uh, got through it and it took me a couple days to get through it. And then I said, I want to keep doing it. So I would keep making like, I'd add Enemizer or I would make it overworld glitches or major glitches. And by the end I was, after like wow. a month or after about a month, I was doing like no logic, sortless seeds. Don't recommend, but I just kept trying to like one up it because I wanted more puzzle solving and one more glitches. I would sure. just go through the, 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 the wikis for rando and just read stuff and then watch all the YouTube videos suggested. And I would just self-taught like how to get through it. Cause there's so many resources wow. now that you, you can do that. You can get through a no logic or anything with just reading the material. But I had a point where I'm like, okay, well now I know I can get through any seed reasonably. There's no puzzle left. So like, I'm now done with Rando, but I love this. I love this now. I've practiced so many things. I don't want to be done with Rando. So I'm like, I did not want to speed run it or play competitively. I'm like, that's not me. I would never do that. But then I'm like, but what else do I do with Rando if I don't do that? Yeah. Like I, that's it. So I'm like, I guess I'll work on getting my time down in the vanilla, like not vanilla, but um, you know, the minor glitch category, the no glitches or whatever you want to call yeah, it. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. The, so I started doing that. what we race, the competitive set. Yes. Going by those rules. And so at the time, so in like late August, 2022, I decided to start actually like practicing for that and learn how to get my time down, like sub two and then sub hour and a half. Um, just doing a lot of open modes. And while that was happening, league was going on. So I watched a lot of league last year. Um, so I would learn a lot from that. I would just pick up like, oh, this is how you route. These are things that you can do. Uh, I just absorbed a lot from osmosis from that. And then sure. I, at the end of December, like three or four days before Christmas, I just randomly decided like, I'm going to stream today and I'm going to join Ladder because Ladder was the first thing. Ladder seemed like the easiest thing to get into as a new player at this point. It was seemed mm -hmm. quick, easy. So I joined that and... But I started playing it obsessively um, in like middle of season 16. And uh, so I've been playing, I've been racing a little less than six months. Um, okay. Yeah, mostly just a lot of ladder for me at first. Yeah, season 16, I've got that pulled up. Uh, it looks like you had one tie. It went 27-31. So 46% win rate in a first season. Kind of like first dip into being competitive. Uh, yes. I'd say it's pretty good, you know, for a Thanks. first showing. Yeah, it took me like six or seven games to finally get a win. Uh, and that was because I just, I pulled uh, Ped blind and it worked out. <laughs> I learned after that how to, how to get better after that. But, um, you know, not working and wanting to get into something, I just, I've been able to play a lot. Um, so season 16, I, I played a lot. Um, and then I guess I'll continue going on like my journey up till now. Um, sure, okay. If that's fine or if you want to. 
direction. Yeah, no, well, I do want to, I want to ask, you know, you can, you know, I, no. this is all about you. I'm going to let you drive, but I do want to ask some questions real quick. So yeah, you mentioned you were playing overworld glitches and no logic, like yes. by yourself, just with the wiki or and like YouTube videos. YouTube videos, like, like super scooch, kind of something good. That blows my mind because I watched some old super scooch videos and I cannot figure out overworld glitches to save my life. I really I saw what he was doing, but like I could not understand the way to press the controller to, to clip ah. into the wall. So at that point, I kind of gave up uh, until, you know, I had someone actually like sit down and teach me. So uh, <laughs> I say sit down, but talk through discord and teach me. Yeah, but I know what you um, mean. but yeah, that's that's like insanely impressive. So and playing the no logic set also, uh, I, I'm assuming you mentioned swordless in those no logics. Were yes. you playing other modes? Like, were you playing cross keys? Were you playing just no, sanity? I was, no, not entrance modes. I, I think I tried okay. it once and I was like, ew, no, nope, I'm good. I, that was a no. Uh, I've mentioned aside, I liked, I was interested in the glitches and trying to figure out a way to like, like to me, it was really cool to think like, I was going to be anywhere. It could be unsolvable. Can I try and solve it? That was cool to me. Um, at some point, right. I probably will learn glitch categories and no logic. Um, I think it's kind of cool, but it'll be different right. to, like compete in it versus just try to beat it. Obviously. Yeah. Competing in it. I, I, this is, this is maybe an unpopular take for people who do enjoy the glitch categories and enjoy racing them. It feels so, uh, variable because of how things can swing when there's actually no logic that it's, it mm. almost feels like you're just literally just throwing coin flip after coin flip in the air. Yeah. Uh, when you're that's, racing that's a good it. point. Yeah. Um, I, but it's it's still yeah. fun, you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know with like five of you no logic, like you know, I'm, I won't get too competitive into it. And plus, obviously, there's not as many people competing in it. But I think it'd be fun to get into those categories. Oh, eventually. yeah, for sure. Um, so, so tell me, you said you mentioned you were going to mention like how you kind of got to where you are today. Like, like take me through yes. that journey. Uh, you know, cause yeah, I'm, I'm looking at months. the yeah the 46 percent win rate in the first like global is what I'm looking at for ladder. Mm-hmm you know, increases to 59 in season 17. And I'm seeing, you know, a lot of races being done. And I do see here in season 18 that you've actually kind of dipped your toe a little bit into the entrance, uh, entrance yes. modes. That's entrance <laughs> modes been more recent. So season 16, I just played exclusively open cas boot and standard real simple modes. It was kind of nice. Gotcha. They had to do simple modes. And I just play a lot of that to just get the game down. And right. then I eventually started doing dailies as well. Um, I, st- I started to get known in the community because like three weeks into me racing um, in one of my Casbit ladder races, I got matched versus uh, Magno, a-, a German player. Okay. Um, right. And I, d- I managed to get a win because um, uh, I-, I managed to win that race with like a 117 uh, mm-hmm. and Gamma was watching and he had seen me in his chat like one time or Magno's chat previously. So he's just like, oh, Spex is actually playing. And he beat Magno and he like 117. And then I was like, yeah, I've been playing, I've been racing for three weeks. And it was kind of like, oh. <laughs> and so after that, like Magno and Gamma knew who I was. And so Gamma sometimes come on my channel. And so I started to get to know Gamma. Um, mm-hmm. And like a week or two later, Gamma raided me during my ladder races. And Drassi was in that raid. And I got to know Drassi, who gotcha. has been in my channel a lot and has taught me a few things as well. So I've never, I have not had a, I've not actually had like a mentor. I'm so mostly all like self-taught and I just watch people play and pick up stuff that way. Um, but, you know, Drossy and then Gamma and like a way they've been well models for me in the game and like very supportive. They've been the two sure. that have been the 
there the most to like encourage me or and all that. And Joss taught me a lot of like logic stuff early on that I didn't know. Um, but then I just kept playing more and more ladder and some dailies. And uh, particularly in season 17 is when I started to like take more names. I did a lot. I did like, almost, I, did, I think I did over 40 Kaz boot invitational races last season. Wow. Uh, and early on, I did really well. I had, I got wins in like late February, early March on like uh, Maniacal, Obscure. Um, I mean, there's ladder races, obviously not tourney races, but you know, it's still like, again, I haven't played right, for sure. a little over two months. I was able to do that. Uh, and then I threw a couple, like I got match versus Gamma at one point. I lost by a minute 15 because I cape glitched after hitting go mode and TR. Didn't know oh, what it no. was. I thought it was a controller issue. Uh, I found out later, GGW later on told me that that's, it was Cape Glitch. So now I know about it, but I lost oh, almost no. three minutes because I had to go all the way back through TR. Um, and then I lost by an hour and by a minute and 15 to Gamma, my first time playing them in a ladder race. Wow. So that was bad. And then I had a couple other races like that where I were like through, throw for like some dumb reason, like not counting my items right in a dungeon or mm -hmm. I've had some other good wins if you were to go through that ladder. Um, but my times has gotten down significantly in that season. And then I was season 17 grab bag champion as well, which that was me getting yeah. kind of lucky in all honesty. Like don't feel like I deserved it, but it was still cool to get that. Sure. Well, um, I mean, it, you do have to have some luck here in randomizer, right? You know, I've said this with a lot of people, there's a lot of skill involved, but if it was just skill, I think it would always be the same people every single time. And you know, coming out on top. But yes, there's a, there's there is a luck factor. And I think it plays, you know, depending on the seed, it'll play more than, you know, and with grab bag. I feel like it also plays as far as what mode gets rolled. And, yeah. you know, maybe some modes played into your favor. Definitely. I was able to avoid entrance modes, which I could not play last ladder season. Mm -hmm. So that helped a lot avoiding those. Because um, I, di I don't I didn't even have a map tracker at the time. So if I had entrances, I had to do it in my head. Sure. So. But yeah, I basically just grinded a lot. I watched a lot. I mostly watched a lot of like Gamma. I watched a lot of Telethar. And then it's like mm -hmm. tourney races. And I just paid attention to what they're doing. Um, and then I asked the occasional question, but as I said, mostly I just watch. And, I can, and I've gotten good enough now. I can, just, I can figure out why anybody does any decision. And then just sure. apply it to my own game, gaming if I think it makes sense. Um, and then people will teach me some tips here and there about some key logic I don't know or something like that. Um, right. But just watching a lot of runners and then just talking in their channel to like get to know everybody has been how I've kind of grown and gotten in the community. And um, to me, like the best way to get, improve is just one, I do a lot of the work in the practice hack, but also just like watch people a lot and understand everything that they're doing. Right. Yeah. Like understanding what high level runners do and why they're doing it, I think is is what really can drive somebody to get a lot better. It's kind of like understanding it. You know, you can have, we, we've seen people come in and they have like unbelievable execution, but mm -hmm. they can't make a decision. But then there's people who make good decisions, but can't make the execution. <laughs> and so it's like, if you can understand the mental part, I think you can be trained on the execution part more. So you could probably yes. be trained on that, uh, on the uh, decision-making as well. But sometimes, you know, it's a little harder to, to, to change your line of thinking. Like, especially yes. like if you want to skip something or just, you know, go to a more dense area. Mm -hmm. um, so you mentioned the practice hack and your name has been flying around everybody's radar. Uh, yes. Right now because of Specky Clip, which is yeah. currently 
uh, unless something happens between now and episode release, is currently banned, but in in uh, potential discussions with Racing Council as far as being yes. allowed in the competitive side. So, do you glitch glitch hunt? Um, is that something that you've been doing all this time, like in the yes. practice hack, or was a little this bit? A sh- okay, it talk, was talk more me like what you like to do then. So, like three or four months ago, when I was like maybe. Like in January, when I was practicing way more, I'm like started like one all different like rail clips and diver down and everything, right. and like grind them out for like complete consistency on them amongst practicing other things. You now at some point you get bored and you're like, I'm kind of done practicing right now, but you kind of want to sure. mess around and render for a little bit longer. So then I'd just be like, Hmm, I'll just mess around and see if I could find some other trick, uh, some other yeah. clip. Uh, and I actually mostly looked into Swamp specifically where I that Specky clip got found by me, because uh, my reason was I saw these I saw like Icebreaker, I saw Heropot, I saw Tomb Raider, which had, which came out basically while I was watching League and was relatively is relatively new. Um, sure. And I'm like, you can clip through all of these things, and you only need hammer for this one spot in Swamp. And to me, that I thought that was stupid. I'm like, why do you even need hammer for Swamp? It's dumb. You don't need it. Look, there's so many spots you could probably clip here. Um, to me, I'm like, there's certainly there's some way. So at the time, I was like even hoping to like figure out a way to skip hookshot and flippers. Right. I was definitely hoping for too much with that. But I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, hammer should be skippable here. And those rails, and that in particular, when my adventure settled on like settled on like that has to be it. I tried other areas of the dungeon, um, other rooms like the actual hammer peg room, but. And I eventually, and I couldn't figure anything out. All I, could, all I could figure out was that I could bomb myself one pixel into the corner of that rail. That's all I figured out after like hours and hours of goofing around for a couple of weeks. But right. I couldn't figure anything out. And so I was like, okay. And I occasionally mess around with some other stuff. And then on the 7th, 10 days ago, um, I, I, got, I was practicing some stuff and then I got bored. And I'm like, you know what? I haven't messed around with that clip in like three or four months. I'm a lot better now at the game. I get mechanics better. And mm-hmm. I'm like, let's just think about this a little bit differently than I would have three or four months ago. Then I'm like, I never, I'm like, what if I use a hook shot? What if I hook it to the statue? Because I never considered using the hook shot. Because again, I didn't right, right. want. I wanted to not have to use. You the just hook wanted shot to get through all. it. You didn't want to have to have like a required item. You wanted to be able to no. just get in. I wanted to be able to go in with bombs and mirror, maybe Samaria, maybe boots, be able to beat the whole dungeon. Um, so I didn't want to use hook shot, and okay. I just didn't think about it. Uh, but then I'm like. And so then I just, I'm like, well, if I can hook it to the statue somehow, I'm like, maybe that'll be useful. And then I'm like, well, I know how to do that bomb clip one pixel into the corner of the rail. What if I just do that again? Can I hook shot the statue? And then like 10 minutes later, after I found a pixel that works with a bomb clip, it turns out it worked. It was really underwhelming when wow. I found it. I'm like, that actually just work? Like, is this actually <laughs> new? Like, that was kind of easy. I didn't, once I- That's great. I, so I figured out the bomb clip part, the- arguably harder part, like four or three months ago when I was brand new, uh, the hook jet part is what I didn't think about until 10 days ago. That's amazing. So it's been there. Like this has kind of been for, for glitch people. I think this has kind of been like the Holy grail for a long time. Like how can we bypass the, the only spot that needs hammer in that whole dungeon? Mm-hmm. And, uh, it, it, I was of the mindset of like, it's probably not going to be done. It has probably something to do with, you know, the way it was shaped, you know, the, the box of that particular railing. Maybe there's a reason it can't clip in. Yeah. But I don't know how the mechanics work that well. Um, <laughs> but 
I mean, you did it. And so uh, how much time do you think you put in to that, that particular room with Swamp? Like overall, like learning it months ago as far as the bomb part and then the hook part later. I probably you- spent 10 hours on it three or four months ago messing around with different stuff. Wow. And then I only spent 10 minutes 10 days ago when I actually found it. I spent more time trying to, well, I didn't record it the first time or save my pixel position. So once I feel I could do it, I had to go then find another oh. pixel. Oh gosh. And then I, I'm, I'm like, oh, wait, I didn't save that pixel. I had to go find, I had to go, I spent yeah. probably more, more time, more time trying to do it a second time. I could record it. Uh, mm-hmm. um, yeah. That, see, that's my, that's my fear. It's like every time I start messing around with the practice hack, if I started messing around with something new, uh, I was kind of like, am, am I going to remember what I just did? Cause yeah. you know, so, uh-huh. sometimes I don't remember what I had for breakfast, but uh, <laughs> that would be a major concern for me. But I mean, you found it and that's, that's like, yeah, I, I gotta say it's really incredible uh, that that's been found. You know what? Here we are 30 years after the game and I felt like we were done finding insane things after icebreaker and diver yeah. down. Yeah. I, it is surprising to me that something that ends up looking this simple and it's actually so simple to execute now after uh, Goomba and Lin 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 found that very nice setup with the bomb mm-hmm. in the bottom of my corner. Um, it's just like, it's insane to me that, like, that it wasn't found. But I think the reason I was able to find it is basically I was just like, I don't have that, I guess almost, almost like because I don't have as much knowledge, I was just like, I guess you could almost say my arrogance of like thinking I could find a clip when you right. would expect most other people would be like, if this was here, people would have found it already. Or was I guess you could say I was more arrogant or brash and I'm like, nah, maybe I could find something. And mm-hmm. uh it worked out. So I don't know if I'll find anything else ever again, because all I know how to do is bomb I I know how to bomb myself into things by one pixel and hook shot right. the things. That's it. Uh that's the extent of what I can try. Uh okay. So I'm probably out of ideas for a while. I mean, you've kind of cemented your name uh, in rando history with just that. And you just you just got here. Like, welcome in. We're going to write your name down. Uh, so it does feel good. Yeah, feel good. for sure. So, um, I mean, were you surprised that night? So I remember the clip coming out and then it instantly hit the council channels. Like, I'm not I'm, I'm going to drop that knowledge. And of course, we were all pretty public about it. So the council yeah. was discussing it. And I went to bed and I was like, man, I, I did it for a little while with your setups and was like, man, this is going to be really tough to do. Went to bed that night, woke up and then found out it's totally free now. So like you were <laughs> mentioning, Lynn and Goomba found that setup. Uh, were you surprised at how quickly a free setup was found? Yeah. So I posted it at like 8 p.m. Eastern time uh, that, that night uh, on right. the 7th. And well, first of all, I sent it to beer, homemade beer, because I'm like, I have no idea if this is even new, if like. People are going to be like, oh, we already know about that, but you can't use it or it's not actually useful. So I'm like, sure. beer, I know who made beer. And I'm like, I can probably ask him like, like, hey, do you know this? Do you know where I should post this if it's actually useful? Right. Uh, and he's like, and homemade beer told me like, uh, yeah, uh, I haven't seen this. You can post it in the Glitch Talk channel of the, the main Rando Discord. Um, but he's like, 100%. It's a major glitch. They'll use it in HMG. But yeah, go ahead and post it over there. Uh, so I posted it, which I was like, I think this is this could be a minor glitch, arguably, because to me it was very similar to other rail clips and Heropod and Tomb Raider. Right. So I went ahead and posted it in there, and like immediately after that, people were just like, 
people immediately realize like, oh, we don't know about this and this might be a minor glitch. This is going to be like a legality argument. People knew that immediately. And then people immediately working on setups. People in like 10 minutes already told me that boots weren't needed, which didn't surprise me. I figured you could do a bootsless setup. I just wasn't going to spend the time to figure it right. out. I figured I'd just post it and see if it was what I thought it was in terms of usability and like usefulness. Um, and then throughout the night, people just get kind of new setups and it kept getting easier and easier. And then I know that like, uh, yeah, Lin 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 and Goomba were going out for like a matter of hours and trying a bunch of different setups. And Zafakil kept DMing me all these different setups that they were finding <laughs> until eventually they found that one. And they're like, and then after that, everyone stopped because they're like, yep, that one's good. That'll do yeah, it. There's nothing more free than that. Uh, like it's, it's literally the easiest trick to do in the game now, I feel like. Yeah, it's actually it's actually crazy because it's like it, in the future for new players, it could be almost the first glitch they learn because it is that right. easy. It's almost like you can learn that first like a starting point to understanding Harapot now, which is kind of funny. Uh, and yeah, it's crazy that it's like yeah, you didn't know about it for thirty years, and now it's the easiest glitch in the game. <laughs> yeah, and that's I think that's one of the like it speaks to the community as far as you know people like you and and people like I know Kern in the past like hunt down these things, try to find the most obscure tech and then find a way to make it work. And then once you make it work, it's like, okay, now how can you apply it to the game if this is mm -hmm. legalized? You know, I think it was last summer we we had the barrier skip in Aga Tower that came out. So there's, uh, at this point, I guess I'm not surprised. We're going to find a way to just, you know, kill Ganon with a fighter sword before <laughs> too long. Uh, and, you know, <laughs> just I, I don't know if I want that one. I don't know if I want that. Yeah, I don't, I don't want it either. Um, but uh, <laughs> there's there's been a few days I've wanted that one. Let's let's put it that way, where where I had nothing but a fighter sword and a prayer, and uh, the bat was crashing through and didn't know where to go. Mm. <laughs> so that makes sense. Um, yeah, I've been there. Is so you've you've entered the main tournament. Uh, I saw you did the qualifiers for that. Yes. Uh, unfortunately, not making top one twenty eight. But tell me about your qualifier experience, and we'll, we'll talk about the Challenge Cup here in just a bit. But sure. tell me about. Um, uh, first off, let me let me backtrack on myself. Was that your first tournament that you entered? Yeah, my first tournament I entered was the main tournament qualifiers. Okay, so tell me about your experience doing those qualifiers. I'm not sure if you did a mix of the live and the async, or if you just did all async. Um, I did all async. I just decided I didn't want to be in those big, massive races that were live. I'm like, that's stressful. I like right. asyncs. Now, I so I'll, I'll, I guess I'll live in the async world. All I'm ever going to do is asyncs in the future for a main tourney. But uh, yeah, I got, I ended up, so at the time, I basically never played inverted. So inversion mm -hmm. for me was like, I could not get good times in it. Um, okay. And, and I've, been, I've been playing, I've been racing a little over three months into the qualifiers. So I ended up placing 142. So a little bit short of making it to main tourney, but right. um, which honestly is pretty good for how new I was. And the fact that like sub two houring in Rosier at the time for me was like impossible. Uh, sure. I think I barely, I think in my second attempt of in Rosier for the qualifiers, I finally got a sub two hour. Um, so uh, I'm, I, would, I would say I'm already an infinitely better player than I was at that time. Like I'm, I'm pretty confident that now if I did those qualifiers, I would have an easy time qualifying. I wouldn't be in a high tier slot or anything. Sure. But I'm pretty confident I'd be, I'd at least be in like the bottom of, of it. Cause I was already pretty close. Uh, yeah, but it was really I, fun and I enjoyed it. I, and it was a good, t good way to get myself into some uh, new modes as well. Oh yeah, for sure. I was going to ask too, like, 
Um, but first, it's obviously great. I, I'm I'm excited for you that you're kind of seeing that success, that that building of your your skill, and actually like feeling more confident in your play. That's always like I remember when I started and like hitting a spot, and then it was like I could feel myself build to a better player. And that's that's something I think when you get into the competitive scene, it's like it, it's very rewarding, even if you don't have like trophies or something so to speak yeah it's it's if knowing that you're a better player now and you've learned from people is great but you mentioned this is like the first time you played in different modes like this what are your yes. opinions on the modes you could be as honest or you could sugarcoat it like so, I mean, some people have strong opinions some yeah. are just like these are great but i was curious what you thought early on when i, when I first started like when i was doing the qualifiers and I was less experienced because I know it sounds dumb people to say, but like for me, since I'm only playing six months where I was mm-hmm. at then a little over three months versus now almost six months. Like I am a vastly better player and my opinions have changed over the, I guess it's more like two months, over two months now, but yeah, two and a half months, whatever it is. Uh, right. Right. But at the time I just didn't like the Invosia because I hadn't played much inverted. I had to learn it all from all brand new, how to like not die in the overworld, the routing, um, Right. And then, but I liked everything else at the time. I actually thought I was pretty good at McBoss versus other people around my skill level or in a bit above. I thought I was pretty good at that. Sure. Um, and I really had never done AD keys at that point. I had almost never done it. So that was also pretty new to me. First time really doing keys modes. So I, I enjoyed it all. Um, nowadays, I, I've, yeah, I know it sounds weird because it's only been two months, but uh, now I'm, I would say I'm getting a much better play and I've played these modes a lot more. I'd say I probably echo a lot more of the common opinions where I don't think Invoge is a very good inverted mode. I'd rather it just be a full on, full on key sanity so that you don't okay. have so Because you, you have too many options in a lot of different spheres. And it's just like, and so many of the texts are really slow. So it's like you have all these things that are in logic at the same time. So you can't right. figure out how to prioritize stuff. So the only way you can is to just choose to not do the slow stuff because that's in hope that the stuff's on the faster yeah. path. But then you can just easily miss all the progression or something useful like boots. And you're just, you're just screwed. And I right. like Invosia because it's just like there's just too much open at the same time at multiple parts of the, of the, of the seed. I think a full key sanity to help limit options and restrict things more is better. Sure. Uh, and then McBoss nowadays, while well, it's fun to play casually, I agree with most people, like there's just too much randomness, not enough direction. Like, you're just praying that you can beat a boss or praying that you're going to the right dungeon um, and to mm-hmm. a greater degree than you would be like a regular, some other like keys mode or something else. Um, and then fad keys. I prefer regular AD keys. I've learned that. But fad keys is totally fine. I, I'm okay with that one. And then open hearts, fine. Um, what's the other one? Sanded boots. Right. Sanded boots is also fine. Uh, so you enjoy you've been enjoying the the random weapon. I actually have not played a standard boot, so I can't I can't talk like I could say what I think it's like. But I feel like the boot start is almost like completely negated just because, you know, everybody plays casual boots. Yes. OK, I've actually played almost no standard boots. I've had I played it in the qualifier and I have never gotten it in challenge wow. cup at all. I have not gotten standard boots a single time. OK, so. So, uh, wow, <laughs> the the deck system seems to be I'm not going to say imperfect. Uh, well, it's probably imperfect, but it's not flawed, but it's uh, 
I'm surprised. I figured at least everybody would that has gone yeah. as far as you, you know, in a tournament setting would have gotten at least every mode one time. You would think I finally got my second fab keys last night in my last match. Uh, I've, I've got a lot of open heart and a lot of Ambrosia and some McBoss. I mostly play those three modes. It's like those three modes mm-hmm. over and over and over. And I'm like, please give me some standard boost and some fad keys. Cause I, those are my two favorites, <laughs> which is, right. so that's like, you know, whatever your favorite modes are, or like the ones you'll get the least It's how it goes. Would but, you, uh, yeah. I'm putting you on the spot here. Would you like the format of these modes better if you were allowed to pick but like from a pool of modes and maybe, you know, counterpick your opponent and then have mm. maybe the game three be random, like as far as what it could be, or either you both ban one and then it's random between the remaining. That would be a cool. I actually think that'd be a nice change, but I don't mind the random pick at this point. I honestly think it's fine. I think my issue more would just be like, I think they should, the modes should be slightly different mode picks in the future. Like, sure. To, but I think what you just said, that's kind of a, as a little bit, Survivors of Hyrule did that a little bit, which I know you were in, where you could, right, right. as a team, you could ban like a mode. Um, yeah. And I think that is a cool idea. That would definitely be a pretty fun way to do it. Although I, I feel like a lot of people would just ban the same modes over and over potentially. If Possibly, yeah. Like this year where like a lot of people dislike a lot of the same modes and like a lot of the same modes. Again, there's always people who have different opinions, mm-hmm. but I think we see a lot of repeat bans if that right. was done. So I, this is, I, I'm asking this because I, I'm kind of pulling from my own experience back in 2018. Do you feel like playing these modes as a newer player, like, you know, fresh into the scene, playing these yeah. modes that maybe you don't really like, wouldn't play on your own, playing them in the tournament in a, you know, we'll say high stress competitive environment. Has that actually, do you feel like that's made you a better player? Definitely, especially in groups, which to be honest, groups did not go super well for me. I did come out seed one, but uh, mm-hmm. I was humbled in groups. Uh, and did not, I did not play as well as I would have liked. Um, sure. But, um, because of it though, I learned how to, my nerves were terrible at the time. So I, mm-hmm. I just learned how to deal with my nerves. And now I feel like I have no nerves almost. I've just gotten rid of them. Um, right. but it would cause me to get flustered. And I definitely made some major mistakes I wouldn't normally make because I was so nervous and so afraid of like making an error. So help me in that way. Right. And then also, yeah, open hard, like in one of my group matches, I got the TR and I didn't have, I, no, I had no half magic. I only had a master sword. Um, and I realized I had never really taught myself to, to do TR in a way that was friendly to master sword and no half magic. Ah, uh, um, yeah. And then I messed up and I accidentally used up all my magic. I, 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 had, I had an input error. I, well, no, I, I used Kate by accident, basically. And I had, okay. to use my, I had to rip my blue potion on the way to the back of TR. So I couldn't use the blue potion on Trinex. Um, mm. And then I got really flustered. And I also found out I had never practiced doing hammer strats on Trinex from the front. I'm always used to do it on the yeah. back with boots where you can get behind. You didn't have, I'm assuming you didn't have boots this time. Didn't have boots. And I wasted my blue potion. And I was too stubborn to make, take the safety door. Because I'm like, nah, I'm good enough. I don't need it. And then I died <laughs> and then I had no magic. So I had to go back after like finding magic somewhere. And then I died like the last hit on the second phase. Cause I was just so nervous. Like I was so flustered and tilted that I couldn't do it. Um, mm-hmm. And then I just played bad the whole rest of the season. I found out like, I didn't know how to do a low magic master sword, silverless Ganon fight either. Um, 
And so I practiced all those afterwards. And after like, you know, I practiced it for 20, 30 minutes. I'm like, okay, now I can do this easily. Now I know how to route a low magic TR and do a low magic master of serverless fight. Right, so I can, right. it brought me new situations. I just never, I just assumed I could handle. Turns out I couldn't. So it was humbling to find out like these sure. errors and flaws and holes I had. And then that's happened a lot with Invosia because Invosia, as I said, I, I've been, I've definitely, it's helped me get a lot better at Invosia. Now I can pretty consistently go like a low 140s seed most of the time, if not a bit better, depending on where stuff's at. Whereas as I said beforehand, I could barely sub two hour right, an inverted right. seed. So it's helped me, it has helped me immensely um, and made me a much better player. So I am actually glad about the mode variety and I do hope they continue with mode variety in future main tourneys. I would just pick a little bit different modes, like more popular sure. ones that are more well-liked and well-viewed rather than trying to try out new stuff is my opinion. Like I think main tourney should just be very conventional five modes, like a very conventional five modes, I think is really good. Like cast boots instead of standard boots, maybe. Um, instead of McBoss, I don't know exactly how you tank that one. Maybe it's get rid of it completely. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you you possibly could. One option would be, and this is this would make everybody riot, but you could just flip flop the enemizer and you make the overworld enemies enemized, but then you know you can kill the boss when you get in there because it's the, it's the vanilla boss. But I think I, I still think that. everybody would. Wow, I'm surprised. Most people, I think, would actually riot because still Enemizer. <laughs> I like Enemizer. I think if you keep everything else standardized, so like it's still vanilla enough. Otherwise, I'd be yeah. cool with Enemizer. Um, uh, although, I, yeah, that one would probably be controversial for main tournament. I can imagine. Yeah. Like, I think there should be a cross keys in main tournament, but I know that might never happen because a lot of people, especially the more casual scene, does not want entrance modes. So. Yeah, you know. it's very tough, I think. And the reason I think it's tough and I wouldn't want to be in their shoes is for this is because with them being the main tournament, there's also like the cross keys tournament. Mm -hmm. And that's like the entrance main tournament, if you want to call it that. That's one of like the three premier events for rando, we'll call them, you know. And to me at this point, a premier event is whatever's important to the player. We have so many tournaments. Somebody may be really excited about the, the tournament nobody else has heard about uh, yeah. and then participating in it. And that may mean more to them, like doing well in that tournament. And that's totally fine. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's kind of hard when there's two like back to back tourneys, like main tournament goes right into cross keys most times. And then I, I yeah. feel like it's always going to be a detractor for them. Yeah, I understand that. And then I, I know it, it would turn away a bigger audience and the more casual audience. If you had cross keys or something similar in. So I mm -hmm. personally, I'd actually be I'm fired their cross keys. But I do feel like the five modes pick should be more well liked and more considered like competitively, also yeah. like more consistent modes that you can make more reasoned decisions in. There's a little bit less bad luck and there's not an overwhelming amount of decisions like in Frosia or in McBoss where you like don't have enough direction. Um, right. Like don't have modes like that. Uh, I think Fad Keys, Standard Boots, and Open Heart Overwall are relatively fine. You can make arguments that they're not perfect picks. But I think those are pretty solid, reasonable modes. Um, yeah, for sure. Looking at, I'm looking at Challenge Cup here. You're sitting in top eight. Uh, congrats to making top eight so far. Thanks. As of last night. Yep. Um, so it looks like you're going to be waiting the winner of Magno, uh, who you mentioned you beat on ladder, and yeah. uh, Kaysden. Um, yes. How, how are you feeling right now making top eight? You know, I, I, obviously, I'm going to tell you don't have expectations because that's the destroyer of fun and rando. Yeah. But um, how are you feeling right now? Like making top eight in your, you know, your first tournament. Yeah. One, I will say I'm actually more happy with my progress in the 80 keys tourney so far. Okay. Uh, 
But the Challenge Cup, yeah, it feels nice to have gotten to this point because I, and I do have a bit of an ego, uh, which I think anyone's competitive, you kind of sure. have to have a bit of an ego, like, you know. Um, but uh, I do know how good I, I have an idea of how good I am and what I'm, like, I'm capable of getting to in another year or two, of, like if I like practice the way I know I should and will, intend right. to. Um, but I knew, like, I'm like I, sh- I pretty much felt like I should make top eight. Then I knew I was going against Magno Kazden, who like is insane though even in Challenge Cup. It's also crazy because the seeding worked out to us three are in the same part of the bracket. Because mm-hmm. in, in my opinion, I would again I don't know everyone on the other side of the bracket as well as I could as I could, but from what I do know, I personally would put us as the top three, arguably in the whole in the whole tournament, and right. we're gonna meet the Magno Kazden are meeting in round sixteen, round three. Uh, and then I and then I get to play the winner of that, which is like, it's just yeah. kind of crazy. Also, there's other good players, like one who's a lot better than I realize. So, no apologies. Uh, oh, oh apolo- not not no apologies. Apologies. If right, I'm right. Sure, I know what you're saying. Some other great player out there who I don't know about yet. Uh, I don't know everybody. A lot of people on the scene. Um, but, but from what I know, um, yeah. But is Kazen or Magno are going to be pretty scary. Uh, I'm a little more afraid of Kazen because I think he plays a little more conventional. Magno goes for some crazier skips, which sure. I won't. So like, if they don't work out for him, then then you'll be set. That's good for me. But... I'm set. That's how I won the Cavs boots three weeks into my racing career because he did some weird plays. Uh, I got you. But um, so, go yeah. ahead. No, you go ahead. That's pretty much all I have. But yeah, I'm excited about it. It just feels really good. Like, you no, know, I'm getting I'm getting the results I expect. And yeah, Magno mm-hmm. Kazin, I'm okay with losing that one. They're both really good players, and it's really scary. Uh, but I'll just play my game, and we'll see what happens. And if I lose, it's okay to lose one yeah. of the, up to two players that you know that are that good. Well, tell me, you mentioned the 80 keys turning, and I remember seeing you and Telethar both live, and y'all were playing each other. Uh, yes. In that 80 keys turning, so I was, I think I was cooking dinner, and I was like, let's turn this on, see what's going on. And I noticed it was pretty close, and uh, I think this was before Specky Clip, wasn't it? Because I think this is when. Yeah, this was a few weeks ago. Yeah, okay. Because I, I was like, I was like, man, this guy, I haven't heard of him, but he's pretty good. Uh, I was like, he's ahead of Telethar. I'm not sure what happened in that race because um, I, I got near the end. But um, but yeah, tell me about, you said you were more excited about that. Tell me about like your yeah. experience uh, with that AD key stuff so far. Yeah, so currently I am 4-1. I had my fifth match last yesterday. So okay. I, uh, I my first match I played T2. Uh, and I beat him by about 17 minutes. That was okay. a fun one. Wow. Uh, that one, that one has been perfectly for me. Like I, every decision I made just worked out. I did get a bit lucky, but I didn't get punished for some of the things I like didn't do, like skipping, you know, thieves, big chest, ice palace, big chest, stuff like that. It just went, everything kind of, mm-hmm. everything just went my way. And then Tisu didn't play, not play his best, um, which you would expect to the 17 minute gap. That like he definitely didn't play his best because he's right. an amazing player. We all have those days. Yeah, we all do. And then my second match was versus Wind Fox, who I beat by like five minutes. But we both made the same mistake. We both opened up Lava Chest by accident. Oh no. Because we we both because basically the game made you go into TR with only two small keys. And because of okay. that, you just played it a little bit differently because you're like, well, I can't even beat TR, so you're thinking it was a bit different. So, but we both opened mm-hmm. up Lava Chest, which required us to now both go to go find both of the other TR smalls which ended up being like Swamp and GT, which were things you had to do after that. Um, so we both had to do it, but I did different GT routing. I went compass room and then left side. 
It turns out the Gomer items were in compass room and DM room. So I just, oh, he, went full, okay. he went full left and did not get mm. compass room. So, uh, which doesn't explain the full five minute difference, but explains a significant portion of it. Um, sure. So I won that one. And then Thor week was versus Telethar, who, as I said, he's probably the person I like, I enjoy watching play the most. I'm into stream a lot. I just, I like the way he approaches the game and the way he knows that key logic and stuff is really useful to me. So like, oh, yeah. arguably he's, him and Gamma are like my two like idols for like watching the game and understanding the game. So like, I knew what I was up against when I got matchup versus Telethar. I knew I could win it because I know where I'm at. Um, Skill wise, like he's, but he right. is the better player, no question. Definitely better execution, definitely better understanding of logic. But I know, like, if I pick an option A at some point, he picks option B, my option could just work out better. And so, I'm like, as long as mm -hmm. I stick to my game plan, I could just end up with my option working out better than his, and I just win that way. So, I knew I didn't have to like go for skips or anything, but I can make an execution difference by just having my option, my picks just go better for me, basically. Yeah. So that's what I did. And that one, I ended up winning my like three minutes or so because basically what happened is the seed wasn't that good at the beginning. You had no hammer or mirror and you got flippers in the seed, but you have no hammer or mirror. You had basically no good options, but that those flippers opened up East Dark World and they opened up Ice Palace. Um, okay. So I started going to, to East Dark World to do like Catfish, Pyramid, then I was going to go to Pod. Pod wasn't a great play, but like diving pod early with not a whole lot for it is pretty normal. You don't, if you don't have good options, you know, it's, it's, it's a safe right. pick. It was a correct pick because it was safe. And I knew Telethar would do it as well. But on my way there, I realized I only had 20 rupees. I couldn't open it. And there wasn't a good way to farm oh, money. No. So I'm just like, oh crap. And because I only had mitts and flippers coming back after getting money was like multiple minutes of time gone. Like that was the death of my yeah. race if I came back after farming money. So I'm like- That makes sense. I have to do something else. So I went and dove Eastern because there wasn't any good options, got nothing. Um, but that was like a conventional play. And then I'm like, okay, well, Flippers, I also opened up Ice Palace. I do have the big key. I can go to Hamill's Ice Palace. And then sure enough, I got Mirror and Ice-T, which I then took to like Smith's wow. chain. Smith, Smith had, the mirror, had the hammer, but no one's going to do it in 80 keys until they have the mirror because it's all yeah. about you know, 80 keys is all about random efficiency. But basically, I ended up putting off pod by accident because I didn't have money. And then pod ended up being a pendant. So I just, and by the time, towards the end of the game, I had still never been to pod. I, was, I had every item I needed except one castle small. And so when I went to go finish Eastern Palace and beat it, and I had to go beat pod before going to GT, just to have it done, I'm like, I have 14 checks left in pod, and I have all of GT. I don't have all my pod smalls yet. I'm just going to bet on GT. And I skipped 12 checks in pod. Oh, I just wow. didn't do. I That's only did bridge chest and helma. <laughs> and then I went straight to GT and I got the castle small out of like the GT big chest. So I skipped 12 checks okay. in pod. Uh, and <laughs> I won because of that. Yeah. So me messing up money with pod into like not doing it at all uh, yeah. gave, gave me that win. Happy accidents like that are great. Um, mm -hmm. uh, I, there's been more than one race where I've been going to pod and I have no money. And I feel I feel like an idiot in that moment because it's <laughs> yes. like you should you should have thought ahead for this like this is mm -hmm. your fault. Um, but then it it works out like whatever you have to audible to ends up working out. Uh, well, I hope you know you said you're four and one right now, right? Yep, I lost to Ravis next week. After that, I hard lost located okay a fire rod and second chest of Aga Tower. It, mm -hmm. That was a learning lesson for me. I changed my routing around Aga Tower to fix it in the future. And then I played Dreeky yesterday morning. Um, mm -hmm. And I won that one by 11 minutes. 
Nice. Nice. So how long for me? I'm not I'm, I'm in the 80 keys tourney discord. Um, I'm not following it super closely since I'm not in it. But how, how long is the Swiss period? Uh, so there's seven. It's uh, just two more matches. So I'm now okay. four and one. There'll be this week. Tomorrow we'll find out who our next opponent is. Um, okay. This next week we'll do our, we'll do our sixth race. And then the week after that would be the seventh race. And then it'll be brackets. So now that I'm four and one, because you have a positive record, you're guaranteed to make it to brackets. If you're negative, you're guaranteed to not make brackets. You have to be positive. Um, gotcha. So uh, I'm going to make it to brackets. So now I'm just trying to improve my seed. Sure. And well, best of luck with the rest of that because uh, 80 keys, you know, it, it's swingy sometimes, but also just, you know, it, the efficiency is what pays off for sure. That's why I love it because I love the fact that it's mostly about efficiency. You don't skip things in the first two thirds of the game. It's like, all like when do you, what do you skip at the end of the game? So it's just like be super mm-hmm. efficient and then skip at the end. And that's how I like to play other modes anyway. So it's just like my play style personified in the mode. And I love it. I mean, I love 80 keys. Definitely yeah. my favorite mode at this point and for the foreseeable future. It's such a fun mode. Okay. Yeah, I was going to ask if that was your favorite mode. I, I assume mm-hmm. the enthusiasm with it, then it, it was. So, but that, that's it awesome. Uh, do you like, uh, I have to ask this because uh, it, it's kind of on brand for me, but do you like, boot start or do you like no boot start (laughs) when i started the tournament i was committed to being the person who would never give anyone boots and being really annoying about it um Uh honestly half of that is because telethar loves boots and i love to give him crap about it (laughs) because he loves boots so much and i'm like i was gonna be annoying and not have boots but then when i played him i decided to be nice and how do a boot start after a while thinking about i'm like i'm like i'm gonna feel like it's like it's gonna feel a little less meaningful to me. Like if I managed to beat him and there wasn't a boot start, like I get boots. Sure. Lucky Olyan, he doesn't. He gets them later. I'm like, if he really wants boots, I'll I'll, I'll do boots. So I did open boots, and then after that, I realized, oh, I actually like boots better. So I've been doing boot starts yeah. the rest of the tournament. I I got converted. Oh. So now okay. I'm a boot start person. <laughs> but I'm honestly fine either way. Uh, like I did a fat keys last night for Challenge Cup, and no, that's not boot start, and that's right. that's fine. But I kind of missed my boots for that last night. Oh, yeah. So um, will we ever see you uh, anytime soon trying out door randomizer since you finally no. entered? No. no. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I have too much of practice. But now, last month and a half, I've been grinding cross keys. Like, I finally got entrance tracker, and I've been learning that. And sure. I've been doing a lot of spoiler races this last season, so I've been grinding out spoiler and, like, low equipment situations. Um, and next, what I want to kind of focus on I'm continuing working on cross keys. Like I have a lot of work to do there. Sure. And like spoiler, like low equipment situations and better boss fights. Um, but right. I also want to grind out like vanilla runs, like really mm-hmm. improve execution. And then um, maybe eventually learn glitch categories. So there's gotcha. a lot I want to do. Like I would rather, I, I'll learn glitch modes, grind out execution, like in vanilla runs, do work on my cross keys before I'll ever touch doors. Yeah, uh, that's, that's fair. Um, so go looking to the future for you, uh, this year, you know, cross keys is starting up or I'm assuming you're probably entering that tournament as well. Already entered. I don't think I'll do well. I'm not that good at cross keys yet. Like I'm not terrible. I'm not good. Sure. I mean, you, this is how you learn. I think, you know, the, the tournament exactly. can kind of uh, teach, you know, trial by fire as they say. Uh, you mentioned you watched League. You know, League is on the horizon for the fall. Do you have plans for, for wanting to join that? And if so, do you have a team already? I'm undecided if I'll join it or not. I actually dislike the idea of having to play co-op, which might be an unpopular opinion. Uh, 
Okay. Which is that's kind of a torn off for me. I, if I if I had to play co op, I'd be like I would just do it because I have to. I would not like it. I would dislike it. I already no, know that. Um, Everybody has their own opinions and tastes, so that I don't think yeah. I don't think that's a wrong answer. Even though I enjoy co op, I don't think you're wrong for disliking it. <laughs> like obviously, I think it's a cool tournament. I'm glad it exists and that it has has co op for those who do like it. So I'm undecided mm-hmm. if I'll join. Because like if I don't play it, I can just grind out the other modes I want to get better at and maybe focus more on other categories or execution sure. grind. Because my intention is to eventually get to a point where like my eventual goal is I want when people like do have a list of like the best execution runners in the game. I want like the, I want to be at the top of that list, like not at the very top, but pretty high up. Like that mm-hmm. is my goal. I want to be known for amazing execution oh, yeah. and good routing. So it is, it is my intention that I need to grind. A lot of like MNG style runs and like other practice, a lot of other practice. And so I'm, I'm obviously like very far away from that. And I mm-hmm. have years of work to really to get up to that point. Um, so I understand that. And but right. that is what I want. It is absolutely my intention to okay. like, figure it out. More so than try a different, like try out a bunch of different modes. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I gotta say, your enthusiasm is so refreshing for the game. Because there's so many people that, you know, I'm, I'm around and I guess this is because I've been around for a while. Like <laughs> I'm around them or talk to, you know, online or I just see people that are just like, man, I can't believe I wasted time playing rando again because I just lost. <laughs> but your enthusiasm for it, win or lose right now, seems to just be so genuine. And I, I love that. Like it makes me it, it encourages me to think that like. You know, when I'm when I'm done caring about the game or when other people are done, there's there's like more people coming in who are going to have that drive to get better. Yes. And the community is going to be fine. You know, like it's going to yeah. keep flourishing. And that's that's awesome to me. Yeah, it's 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 great. That we're in a spot right now. Like we're still having lots of new people join. Um, even since like I joined, so even still more new players since I've started. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I mean, I love the game. I'm glad so many people love the game. I'm glad. I follow what people have done the last six years. So like, so that when I came in, there was such a good yeah. base, I guess, to uh, learn from and get involved yeah, with. For sure. So around here on spoiler log, I have three questions and we wrap things up. I like, I like to ask people and uh, we're going to, we're going to go through these and you can be as honest or as you can lie to me. It doesn't matter whatever you want. <laughs> okay. Um, what is your most embarrassing moment in randomizer so far? Or do Most you have embarrass- I don't really have anything that embarrassing. Like anything I can say is embarrassing is like pretty small, like whatever. The biggest mm-hmm. thing I can think of if I had to give one would be, it was like two weeks ago, like a couple days before I came up with, I found Specky Clip, was mm-hmm. I, uh, I was playing Spoiler, which I'm not great at yet. Like I know how to make a route. It's like, but like you die a lot and I'm trying to wean off more safety. Sure. And you die even more. Like it's a press yeah. to get good and when people who play it are really good players. So like, there's a high skill requirement, but I was playing one where I had to do a low equipment Mothula and like a full heart hammer Mothula. Uh-huh. Um, and then after that I had to go to, I had to go to like dark Meyer basement with four hearts as well. And like not great equipment for the fight. Um, and while this was happening and I was dying to Mothula over and over again and having magic issues, it was just really bad. I got raided by like PH and by Gamma. And so normally oh, I, have, no. I have like my one, two viewers, maybe a little bit more, but I had, so I had like two dozen viewers all watching me struggle for a solid 15 minutes 
to kill moth oh, and deal no. magic issues. It was so bad. <laughs> and then I went to Meyer. I had no problem in a dark basement, but I died to like the fire, the uh, fire snake right before the boss. Sure. And then I had to go all the way back through again. And then I died, I think, to like that uh, one of the Riz Rebs one time. And I just kept having issues. I got through the run eventually. Like I made myself mm-hmm. finish it. Um, and then after I, I practiced a bunch of the issues, I messed up. But that was right. a little, that was a little mortifying. I'm like, why are people watching me at like my lowest of lows right now? So I had to like just put on a smile and laugh about it. Oh yeah, um, and, and and laughing about it, I think can help. You know, like because in that moment, as a competitive person, you're just like, man, this sucks. I'm not happy. But <laughs> making light of it, I think, is a, a very positive way of you know embracing what's happening because it's happening. Experience it, be mad about it, and then you know move on. But yes. Um, those like early on, like you are still as good as you are though, but like new, you have these experiences and it's like black and white written down on, on as text almost. This is what you need to practice. Like when, exactly. you get, when you get higher up, it's really hard to, you know, obviously you want to keep practicing and honing your skill, but it's so much harder to say, what do I need to specifically practice? <laughs> yeah. Like why did I lose to my opponent? What can I actually change in my routing or my execution? Right my like rules of thumb for when I do what and what situation. Yeah. I, that's what I, I'm fearful of is when I get to that point where I don't have the black and white, like fix I can make to my execution or my routing. Cause I know I have that. I can make almost every time I ever lose a match, I know exactly what to fix. I can come up with yeah. rules of thumb to fix it. Execution to work on routing changes. Like I can objectively fix it and I can just, then I just practice it and then I'm good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I fear the future where it's just like I'm facing you know, top players to have all those stuff down and I'm just losing. And I'm like, why? What routing change could I do? That's actually like a good consistent routing choice or right. change in my plans. And that's yeah, for sure. That's going to be, I hope I find it exciting. I hope so. Yeah. I, I have faith. You will. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> so thanks for sharing that. Um, but now the second question, what's your favorite MSU pack to use? I like a lot of them. But if I have to pick a favorite, um, I picked the Tyrion MSU pack that uh, Mandium made, which okay. is it's a, it's a '90s shmup that's like free to play. Uh, my I played a lot when I was a kid with my brother because has co-op. And we played on like our Windows 95 PC. Uh, I enjoyed it a lot, but it's like some very good like uh, I don't know like sci-fi futuristic like techno music. Right, that's, right. That's the best way I can put it. I really like it and I have a lot of nostalgia for that music. Okay. So I like I've it. I've actually not heard that one. I'll have to check that one out. I recommend it. But obviously I have, you know, I have nostalgia goggles on, but the music is super, super solid in that one. Awesome. Uh, and, and lastly, this third question, uh, we talked a lot about rando. So this, this doesn't have to pertain to rando, but maybe it does for you. Um, if you had to lose all your gaming memories, but you got to keep one of them, which one would you choose and why? I had to pick, like playing uh, like Contra and Sonic with my brother as a kid, because it was just mm-hmm. such fond memories playing those games with him as a kid. You know, um, like when we played Sonic, I was usually just Tails, which means I wasn't really playing half the time. But you know, I was getting to play with my older brother, which I always enjoyed. Sure, those are probably the memories I would cherish the most gaming wise. So I would pick mm-hmm. those. That's that's awesome. I like I like those wholesome like family gaming moments. Those are those are, those are really awesome. Well, well, Specs, man, thanks for coming on and sharing your story. I'm I'm excited to see what the future holds for you as far as like, you know, rando and, you know, 
you know, hopefully you can get the job you were talking about too as well. So Thank you. like, I, I think you got a lot of, I hope and you know, for you that you've got a lot on the horizon for you. I, I, I hope so too. I hope it continues, but I've, I've loved the game, the community. This, this community is so great. It has been so welcoming. I could, some mm-hmm. people I, I would thank that have just been, but like everyone in the community uh, is super nice, super welcoming, wants to give you advice if you want it. Uh, I have nothing really negative to say. Everyone's a super cool community. I'm glad I've gotten to be a part of it. And uh, I'll also add that I feel real egotistical after the in, in, whole interview where I've been talking the whole time. Feels no, no, feels this wrong. is great. This, feels this is good. I, I need you to talk the whole time. <laughs> I, I'm not like, like I can't, if I'm talking the whole time, nobody's going to listen to that. I'd listen. Uh, <laughs> well, thank you. But people are here, going to be here for you. Like that's, that's the way I look at it. Um, but besides your Twitch channel, which I'm assuming is, is twitch.tv slash uh, specky specs. Correct? Yes, that's uh, correct. Is there any, any other things you'd like to plug uh, social medias, anything like that, that you, you do? Nope. I'll, only other thing you'll ever see me use is my YouTube if I ever find any, anything else, which I don't think I will. But more like, sure. like a strat I might put on my YouTube eventually. But in that case, I'll just post it in Discord. So no, just the Twitch. Um, and I'm always available on Discord if anyone wants to message me about anything. Awesome. Well, thank you again for coming on. This has been an absolute pleasure to talk to you about this. This, is, uh, this has been a great way to spend part of my Saturday afternoon. <laughs> Same. I really enjoyed the opportunity. And uh, yeah, just really be interviewing already. To, like six months in, but I appreciate it. And I just want to say, Dante, like you're an amazing part of the community. And I'm so glad I got to talk to you today. Um, Thank you. It's really cool. Awesome. Well, this has been Specky Specs on the Spoiler Log. Again, I have to extend a big thank you to Specky Specs for coming on the Spoiler Log, chatting with me. It was great to get to know him and... I think it was really inspirational talking to him. I really enjoyed spending part of my Saturday recording this episode with him. My hope is that down the line, when his story progresses even more, he has an entire new story to tell. Uh, He may decide that Rando is not for him in a little bit. You never know. Life always changes for everybody. But I do hope to see him continue. I do hope to see his improvement. So again, I'm going to be out of town this weekend. Uh, Currently, going to be working on getting another guest lined up probably no episode next week due to time constraints between work and being a little bit on vacation but thank you guys so much for listening i do still as i said last time have some things in the works to try and have a big discussion about some things that i've wanted to talk about and i know there are some other people as well that really want to talk about these things and have a little bit of how do I put this desire to maybe help others that may be going through the same thing, but be too tough to admit it. If I keep talking about it, I'll end up start, start that episode right now all by myself. And I don't want to do that. So I just need to, while I'm motivated, go get back on my notes and start typing some more things up. But until then, thank you so much for listening guys. Have a great week. I'll see you guys real soon.